How's it going, everybody, and welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please smash that subscribe button and hit the like button. It's the one with the thumbs going up. Hit it. Save the dog that's hidden behind the like button. I don't know smash what Smash like. it. Just hit the like button if you want to. <laughs> also, guys, make sure you check out our Patreon where you can join private Discord servers with us. Talk to us 24-7. Get bonus content. Get bonus episodes. Basically, if you want to be on the podcast, you can sign up for a Patreon, and every Patreon member is allowed to come on the podcast and talk about their theories or whatever yes. they want to talk about. So make sure you sign up. It's in the comment section. It's also in the description. So go to Patreon and go sign up. Go sign up. Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you can see throughout this video, we took your suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week. So let's get into the podcast. I decided to bring a little friend this I week. I see that. Little, little Grogu. Grogu was expensive. He was, he was an expensive <laughs> friend. It is from Sideshow, right? That's that was like the this one. Is, yeah, Sideshow. I remember I got that. I tried to because funny story about the Grogu. Okay, I'll start off with a funny story for those who can't see. This is like actually like this is Grogu, like yeah. literally. So apparently, it's from Sideshow. Sideshow collectibles. They, you know, I'm pretty sure they do the hot toys and stuff too. So um, basically, what happened was I was doing this video where someone suggested to get Daniel like a real life Grogu. Yeah. And the best thing I could find is the Sideshow one because they literally took the molds. Right. that they used for the Mandalorian show and they made a version of Grogu that people can buy. And at the time it was so hard to find a Grogu. These these things were like everyone wanted one. Yeah. They were so expensive and I went on offer up and I messaged this guy like, "Hey, like I'll buy it." And the guy's <laughs> like, "Okay, just meet me at this location in 2 hours." And I was okay. like, "Okay, sure. I live like 30 minutes away. I'll I'll meet you there." As I'm on the way there, he's like, "Bro, my wife wants to keep them." And then I was like, "No, but you like agreed uh -huh. to like do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm driving there still, and the guy's like, no, dude, like, sorry, you know how it goes. <laughs> he, he, usually, like, he used that line where it's like, happy wife, happy life. Oh, my god! And I'm like, no, but I'll pay you more money oh. like, if you let me get him. Uh -huh. And then he's like, let me ask my wife. And then she like, said no. <gasps> so I just turned around, and I ended up driving like two hours somewhere, and they had one. Oh, and I, my And gosh. that's the one. The, the, okay, the detail is really crazy on this. It I mean, is. like. The head is actually has like little Yoda hairs on it. And each hair is like perfectly placed in his head. Yeah. And the eyes. I don't know if you guys can see the eyes, but the eyes are just insane. I literally felt like the Mandalorian trying to hunt down this Grogu. Like I literally was, I felt like I was at the <laughs> show. It was so hard to get him. And the, now it's here. So Grogu is, uh, he's chilling in, on the show now. Grogu is with us. It's so crazy this week. Indiana Jones, for everyone who doesn't know, The Dial of Destiny was premiered the other day at Cannes uh, uh, Film Festival. Uh -huh. And the reviews are not looking good. Uh-oh. So the reviews are all over the... I mean, okay, I shouldn't say they're all over the place. They're very leaning towards not very good. Okay. I'm pretty sure IGN gave it a 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10? Yeah, and apparently, as we all know, Indiana Jones, this is Harrison Ford's last appearance as Indiana Jones. Oh, and this is like his no. send-off movie. Wow. So for the reviews to be so bad, it's not looking very good. Yeah, 4 out of 10 is not, not looking hot. Yeah, I saw him, you know, originally what happened was, this is what, like, the story behind the Dial of Destiny for Indiana Jones. Uh -huh. So there was a spoiler that came out, someone claiming that they leaked the whole movie, and basically they're saying, like, you know, Indiana Jones is going to die, this is going to happen, all this, like, little leaks here and there. Yeah. And then James Mangold, who's the director of Dial of Destiny, came out and said, all those leaks are fake. 
people uh-huh. don't know what they're talking about. Like I know the full story. Uh-huh. So then I was like, okay, this is good because the leaks, the leaks that came out were really bad. Like okay. when I say really bad, it's just the story that these leaks were saying that the movie was going to be about was really bad. Like the movie was going to be really bad. Uh-huh. So I was so happy when James Mangold came out and said that, you know, those are, those leaks are not the real movie. Right. So don't worry. Okay. So I was like, okay, there's hope. Like this is good. <laughs> And now to see the same reaction to these, you know, the, like when people saw the leaks, right, everyone was really upset and like yeah. shocked. And for now, for people to see the actually finished movie and to be kind of upset and disappointed, it's not looking very good. Yeah. Do you think it might actually be the leaked script? I don't know. But if this is his last time being in Indiana Jones, yeah. usually if it's someone's last time, there's no chance of them coming back. They're probably going to die. In the movie. Oh, that's true. You know? That is true. That's why when I saw the leaks saying that he's going to die, I was like, oh, makes sense. Yeah. But then when James Mangold said, oh, none of those are true, Uh I was like, okay, so maybe they're going to go in a different direction. Interesting. See, what everyone doesn't understand is that the Crystal Skull, which is Indiana Jones 4, actually has a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Oh, okay. So 77% is not that bad. It's but not, yeah. So many people did not like that movie. Yeah, a lot of people did not. So if people don't like that one, and this <laughs> is sitting at a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's at 50? Yeah. Oh, no. 50% with early screening re- reviews. Oh. It's not looking all that great. Yeah. That doesn't sound very good. Because especially if it's IGN, 4 out of 10, and now Rotten Tomatoes 50. I mean, yes, Rotten Tomatoes has been inaccurate a lot of the times, right? Right. But for it to already be at 50 is... Uh. Yeah, I feel like once the... Rotten Tomatoes, once they drop below that 60% range... Yeah. Usually, like, it's not good. Right. I mean, even when they did Don't Worry Darling, uh-huh. right? We thought the movie was pretty good. Yeah. But I think the Rotten Tomatoes score wasn't in the 50s. Maybe it was. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Wasn't it like in the 40s? Was it? It might have been in the 40s. Okay. Well, if it was in the 40s, then that's it. There's a chance that they might have it wrong again. Yeah. I just thought that anything below 60, usually it means it's universally pretty bad. Right, right. But maybe there's hope, guys. So stay tuned. (laughs) We all love Harrison Ford. Like, we all love Indiana Jones. So we're hoping for the best because... It's such an iconic character. I know. It would be really sad to see it go out on such like a, a downer. Yeah, because you got to think, Indiana Jones, the legacy it's built has been such a phenomenal story. And for Harrison Ford now to be like, I want to retire and be done. And for this final film to not be good, it is very, it's going to be heartbreaking for a lot of people. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, maybe it's just some really harsh critics and that's just that. And when the movie comes out, we're all going to love it. The audience score is going to be 98% and the credit score is just going to be 55%. Like, maybe yeah. it's going to be one of those. It could happen. Could I happen. mean, look at Super Mario Brothers. Apparently, Super Mario Brothers has, like, I want to say, like, a 70% critic score. Or, oh. But it has a 92% audience, audience score. score. Yeah. So it's very high. So you never know. It could be one of those. Could be one of those. But let's jump into some verses. Okay. So this week, we are going to do... Disney Channel original movies. Oh, interesting. So we're talking about the ones that would like premiere on Friday nights. Yes. The ones Those that are the ones that didn't have the best acting in it, but we all loved it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first one, Lemonade Mouth. Okay. Versus Jump In. Jump In. Okay. So let me just kind of make sure I understand these movies correctly. Yeah. 
Lemonade Mouth. It was about a band. Right. Jump In's about Jump Rope. Corbin Blue. Yeah, Double Dutch. Double Dutch. Boxing. Boxing. And Double Dutch, yeah. That's right. Troy, not Troy Bolton. <laughs> Corbin Blue's Corbin character Blue, yeah. is a boxer, and his dad really wants him to be a boxer. Right. But in his heart, he's finding a love of Double Dutch. Double Dutch, Which yeah. is like Jump Rope. Yeah. So it's basically the plot of High School Musical, just a different sport. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think, for me, to be honest with you, Jump In was, was it. Was the right. movie that really like left an impact on me? Yeah, Jump In was a good movie. I mean, Lemonade Mouth was also a good movie. I can't even tell you what happened in Lemonade Mouth. Yeah, I don't really remember the story too much. I just remember the music. The music was good. I think Lemonade Mouth, since you're two years younger than me, uh-huh. you might have like been able to watch it. I was kind of yeah. already on the way out of Disney Channel, so I probably just missed it. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I do remember more of Jump In. Yeah. So I think I would have to go with Jump In. Because doesn't he receive a necklace that, like, the Golden Gloves? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember Jump In. Jump In was a great movie. Yeah. Okay. We're going with Jump In on that one. Okay. Camp Rock 1 or High School Musical 1? High School Musical 1. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people's choice is High School Musical 1 I mean, Camp Rock 1. Yeah. I just feel like, obviously, Camp Rock came after High School Musical. Yeah. High School Musical is kind of like the OG, like, really big Disney Channel movie that right. shook the world. Yeah. I mean, I'll still watch High School Musical today. Yeah, High School Musical is great. It was the start of something new. Oh, I like that one. Would you look at that? <laughs> Camp Rock was good, though. They, it has really good music in it. But story-wise, High School Musical is better. I don't know. Camp Rock did have a good story. It has a good story. But yeah, I think yeah, High School Musical is better story. <laughs> yeah, because it's, yeah, High School Musical is way better. It's more relatable. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's more relatable, right? Like, just breaking out the song, everyone singing, <laughs> everyone dancing. Everyone dancing in the cafeteria. Yeah, like, we've all done that, right? <laughs> okay. Wendy Wu, Homecoming Warrior, or Cadet Kelly? Oh, man. I do think, for me, you know, us being Asian, uh-huh. Asian-American, it was a very big deal, right? Like... It's kind of yeah. like to see Shang-Chi on screen. Right. Right? Like, whoa, like an Asian superhero, it really, it means a lot. Yeah. You know, because like growing up when you don't see yourself in movies or shows or cartoons even at the time, like we didn't watch anime, so. Right. But it, it was kind of like, oh, Asians just aren't meant to be on camera. Yeah. That's what, like, we grew up. And like the lead role. Too, right. You know? So to see Wendy Wu, the homecoming warrior, being Asian, you know, have that representation on screen. Right. It was really cool. You know what I mean? It was. And they, they portrayed her in such a positive way right she was smart yeah. she's funny she but can fight she can fight it was like such a well-rounded character where you're like whoa like that's cool it wasn't like you know in the, some of the movies right, right they right. make the asian like really geeky or like yeah or like not like a strong person right right and that's just so unfortunate but like in wendy Wu, she was a you know what very well-rounded individual that had a lot of skill and like i yeah. think for us that really was like i remember that one like leading up to it seeing the commercials and Really like, oh, man, that's going to be really cool. Yeah. It was a very good movie, too. It was. Wasn't it what, like, she's, like, fighting the... Um, I want to say it was... Man, who was it? The Mongolian army or something? Uh, okay. Or I can't remember, but uh-huh. they were, like, stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what, something happens and they come to life, right? right. She has to fight them. I remember I was kind of scared of those. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. For the Disney Channel movie. Wendy Wu. Yeah, so we're going with Wendy Wu on that one. I mean, Cadet Kelly, I, I don't really remember it that much, to be honest. I remember the movie very well, Cadet okay. Kelly. Oh, okay. But I just think Wendy Wu, in terms of, like, if we're going through, like, our lives, for yeah. me, 
I think that left more of an impact just because it was like the first time I saw like an Asian character on screen that was like so well-rounded, right? Right, right. Okay, the next one, High School Musical 2 or Let It Shine? What is Let It Shine? Oh, you've never seen Let It Shine? No. Wait, what it's, is it? It's like though? the rap one, the rap, uh, I forgot what's his name that's in it, but it's the kid from Everybody Hates Chris. Okay. And he's like a rapper and he like, he's like, he's like a ghost rapper for his friend. And his friends getting all the credit, and they don't know it's him. Oh, how funny! Yeah. Okay, so I don't know the movie. Okay. But I do know that I'm pretty sure he went on like the Today Show, uh-huh. and he performed. Right? Did he perform one of the songs? Maybe. Okay. Maybe I'm totally off. But anyways, you said High School Musical two. Yeah. I think High School Musical two because just because that's I I haven't seen the other one. Right. I feel like a lot of people that are younger than us uh-huh. might go Let It Shine over High School Musical two just because. So a lot. Of, I feel like some people see High School Musical as like kind of corny. No, obviously, cheesy, but like, but like, cringe in a way. Yeah, but that's why they might not like it over other movies. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. That's so, why people might go the other way than High School Musical. Oh, okay. So you're saying that since it was corny and cheesy, people aren't gonna like it, right? But I feel like a lot of Disney Channel movies were corny and cheesy. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Some people think High School Musical is so overhyped. Right. So I'm assuming if you're asking me, yeah. The ch- between the two, you've seen Let It Shine. I've seen Let It Shine, yeah. So what do you think? I would go High School Musical too, C- Just because I'm more of a High School Musical fan than I was Let It Shine. Okay, yeah. I guess I have to go with High School Musical 2 because I haven't seen the other one. <laughs> okay, Princess Protection Program versus Sky High. Okay, hang on. Princess Protection Program. Is that Selena Kate- Gomez, uh, Demi Lovato. Oh, I remember that movie, but I don't remember the plot. Yeah, maybe that's why you should go Sky High. Sky High, I mean, you, you really can't compare Sky High to that because yeah. Sky High wasn't like a Disney Channel release. Okay. It's like, that's like a movie, like a full feature film. That's that, Kurt uh, Russell. It has yeah. Like... That was a good movie, though. No, yeah. I think Sky High beats <laughs> almost all the Disney movies. Yeah, right? Sky High was really good. But... Sky High was the first. Now, you know like how we, we've seen, when No Way Home came out, Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, everyone to, went to the theaters. Everyone probably saw it at least three times in the theater. Yeah. Sky High was a movie that you can go see in the theater, like, multiple times. Right. I remember when we were younger, too, we would watch Sky High in the car, like, all the time. Oh, all the time, yeah. Yeah. But we saw the movie in theaters, like, eight times. Did we really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was a really good movie. Because it was, like, such a cool superhero movie where it's, like, kids that all have powers go to the same school. And they all have different powers. Well, see like, what made it very unique, too? Yeah. Going off what you're saying is uh, this was pre-Iron Man, pre-Marvel, right? All we had was, like, Spider-Man 1 and 2, I think, at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to see, like, a kid's movie uh-huh. that ha- encompassed superheroes, yeah. right? Kind of like what we see nowadays, right? So much superheroes everywhere. Right. All superhero movies. Yeah. But back then, we didn't have many superhero movies like that. That is that very we go true. watch. That was, like, PG. You yeah. Know? So it was very ahead of its time, and that's why it was such an impactful movie. It was ahead of its time. I feel like they should almost redo that, remake that movie. I think so. I think they should. I think yeah. you can almost build out like a whole cinematic universe around Sky High. Yeah. Like you can talk about like Kurt Russell's character, like when he was younger, right? Right. And like what he does as a hero. Yeah. And all the like hit like the past, and you could go to the present and show like where Will Stronghold is now, like yeah, and kind of make up their own oh, universe. Oh yeah, and it's like when. Kurt Russell's character was at Sky High. Like, go all the way back to then. Right. And with de-aging technology now, you can do it. Comment if you would like to see a Sky High (laughs) 2. Okay, Cheetah Girls. Okay. Versus High School Musical 3. 
Now, the reason I pick High School Musical 3. Yeah. Okay, even though it was, like, the last one, like, the send-off, like, a lot of people wouldn't pick that as their favorite. But there are a lo- also a lot of Cheetah Girl, like, fans. Like, that... Cheetah Girls and High School Musical, I feel like, are the two big hitters of Disney Channel originals. Yeah. I think, for me... Yeah. Cheetah Girls is better than High School Musical 3. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cheetah Girls was, I have to say, was a really good movie. It was. It was very ahead of its time, too. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. I mean, when you look at it, right, we had, it kind of was, I think it was, like, inspired by, like, you know, like how Backstreet Boys, like, oh. all these boy bands were coming about, uh-huh. like, in the 90s, early 2000s, and to have, like, a, what's another one, like, the Spice Girls or whoever. Right, right. Right. Like, all these different groups were forming. Yeah. And they kind of said, like, a modern girl group form. It was kind of cool. That is true. I mean, to be honest, for me, I didn't watch Cheetah Girls, like, a lot. You've seen it, though, right? I've seen it. I've okay. seen it. So, for me, I would pick High School Musical just because I, I like a big High School Musical fan. Uh-huh. And I just feel like I watched those a lot more than I did Cheetah Girls. Sure. I think Cheetah Girls, though, were, were, was way more impactful to the entertainment world than High School yeah. Musical 3 was. That is true. High School Musical 3 was the bomber of the, of the three High School Musicals, like, High School Musical 3, I think, was the worst one. Yeah, I think so. Because I think what, what did it, too, is it was at the point where people were getting too old for it. Everybody that had 1 and 2, uh-huh. people got too old for 3. Yeah, maybe. I also think it wasn't that good. Okay, Wizards of Waverly Place movie Okay. versus the Hannah Montana movie. I mean, I don't know if this is a hot take, but yeah. I think... No, it's for sure easy. This is like Hannah it's Montana. For, yeah, Hannah Montana movie. All the way. But there we go again, right? This is a debate we have to talk about. <laughs> okay. Hannah Montana was literally a Disney release. It was not a Disney Channel release. Uh-oh. It was in theaters, had a theatrical release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizards of the Waverly Place movie was strictly on Disney Channel, and it premiered on it. Right. Which, totally different budget, right? Totally yeah. different. Very true. Experience. So, you really can't compare them again. Yeah. I mean, the Hannah Montana movie had Taylor Swift in it singing. It had Rascal Flatts. It had, like, all the characters. Yeah. I mean, and, oh my gosh, the music in that movie is so good. Yeah, it really was. I mean, that's where we got the climb. That's where we got butterfly fly away. You can't always find your way back home. You can always find your way back home, dude. They had some bangers in that movie. Hold down, throw down. Oh my, yes, the hold down, throw down. That was iconic. It was. I I do feel like 100% Hannah Montana movie is a way better movie than Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Yeah, but I mean, they're not Disney Channel release. Yeah, that's my bet on that one, but. I just thought because Hannah Montana was a Waverly Place for like right. Both. I think if you look at it that way, yeah, like both were shows. Which movie was better? Hannah Montana is way better. Way better. Comment what you guys think about that one because Hannah that Hannah Montana movie was amazing. It really was. I mean, when she starts playing Butterfly Fly Away, that was so. so oh sad. my gosh, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, it was very. Uh, They're like in the gazebo. It's like raining. Sings with her dad. Yeah. Because it, it, that movie, it has, like, a wave of different emotions, right? Oh, yeah. It starts off, like, really fun. Then you have the moments where it's sad. You have moments where she has, like, heartbreak, has the identity crisis. And, yeah. like, the climb. Then she reveals who she is. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, sorry. <laughs> but if you, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it because it's a really good movie. Yeah. And we also see, like, the whole trying to live a double life and the uh-huh. struggles of living a double life. I remember just remember... She goes on a date, or I, I won't, uh, spoiler, spoiler warning. She goes on the date, right? Yeah. She's trying to go back and forth between Miley and Hannah. Right. But that's nothing new to the, sh- the movie. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. The show's all about her living a double <laughs> life. Yeah. And thank you for watching Versus. I do have another one, I think. Ooh. 
if we're not gonna we're here let's do this let's okay, okay. let's all in it i have to make sure that it's theatrical release then we'll go hillary duff movie the Whoa. lizzie mcguire movie lizzie mcguire movie and then we'll go against gosh i don't know lizzie mcguire movie was a good movie movie though it was pablo pablo is it pablo or, or paulo <laughs> it's paulo you're paulo right. sing to me paulo paulo yeah coward <laughs> Dude. Yeah, fake. Gosh, I remember. I remember. Okay, I was so young, right? When I, I saw that movie, I remember seeing because Hilary Duff plays both characters, right? Yeah, I remember going like, "Whoa, does she have like a twin sister?" <laughs> I was like, so like, "Whoa, there's two of them." It's so funny. It took place in Rome, right? Yeah, I remember really wanting to go to see Agent Cody Banks. Ooh, and Agent Cody Banks was released the same time as the Lizzie McGuire movie. But mom and dad didn't want me to see Cody Banks. I think because oh. it might have been like violent, right? Yeah, it definitely was one of the more violent things. When we're so I remember age. we go to see the Lizzie McGuire movie, but the Lizzie McGuire movie starts off with like this, um, I can't remember. It's like a contraption. Like it's like a robot, like RC car. Uh-huh. And I told myself, I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a spy movie. Maybe the movie theater put <laughs> us in the wrong theater and we're watching Cody Banks. Uh-huh. But really, it's just the brother Max like pranking oh, Lizzie yeah. in the beginning. Oh, I remember that. He's like recording her sing. Yeah. In her room. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Who? I forgot. Who was the friend that really liked the spaghetti? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you remember that though? I just always think about that sometimes. Like there was that one character who just loved the spaghetti. Man, who was that? <laughs> it was like the guy with like kind of like the long hair. Not Gordo, right? Gordo was. No, no, no. It wasn't Gordo. Okay. He was kind of like a side character, like just like a funny com- comedic relief character. Oh, crazy. Okay. Since we're talking about Lizzie McGuire. Okay. The other day, I was at an event and we we're at this mall and I was with Soy. Okay. Or I might have been with Leia. I can't remember. But I, I went into like H Mart. Uh huh. And all of a sudden, the kid, the brother, Max. Uh huh. He's a lot older now. And oh. he, was wa- he was like with me. Like he was like w- counting his groceries or like going <laughs> to his bag or something. Like right there. Oh my gosh. But I just know that I saw yeah. him and I was like, dude, what the heck? It's the guy from Lizzie McGuire. Oh my gosh. And I, and I could tell that he didn't want to be bothered. I was like, I better, oh. better not say anything. He's like, just let me count my groceries. Yeah. Let me count my groceries. Apparently now place. Max, the, the character Max, the actor now, is a director. Now he's into like making movies. Oh, wow. I think he has a podcast too. Oh, well, would yeah. you look at that? Would you look at that? Max, Max has grown up. Max, done, done putting cameras on RC cars. Now in the big leagues, big cameras now. <laughs> no, he's always on big cameras. What am I talking about? Yeah. Oh, some also news that I saw is that Emma Stone was offered the role of Sue Storm. Interesting. But I don't. I think it didn't work out. Like, I think it, they said it didn't work out due to pay. Due to pay? I think that's what I saw. Marvel didn't put up a bunch of no, enough money for Emma Stone? I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know if it's weird or not that she was Gwen in Andrew Garfield's universe, because Andrew Garfield oh, yeah. has now been in the MCU. It would be a little tough, right? Yeah. But you can argue that maybe it works to the advantage of, you know, variants, right? That is true. Yeah. I do think, too, I, I saw this interview. I can't remember who it was, but basically there's an actor who won an Academy Award. Uh-huh. And once he won the Academy Award, he got, like, zero roles. Because, oh. like, movies don't want to work with you because they think, like, the pay is, like, you're going to cost too much. Interesting. So since, you know, Emma Stone does have an Oscar from La La Land, yeah. I wonder if it does play a role into, like, 
the amount of pay she can get. Oh, like, I never thought of that. She might expect more, uh-huh. but Marvel's not maybe willing to go more. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, wow. I never thought of that, that after they win an Oscar, yeah, that's like adding to your resume, right? Adding to your worth. Well, yeah, not only that, but like on movie sales, right? On posters, they'll say like Emma Stone, Oscar winner. Yeah. Right? So they can leverage that and people will be like, oh, Oscar winner. Like, I don't know who she is, but I'm going to go see it because she's an Oscar winner. Right. Oh, that's And just so like true. when actors are Oscar nominated, they yeah. literally will use that on marketing. Like they'll say like so-and-so Oscar nominated. That is true. Oh, even in like, yeah, the trailers, right? They go Oscar nominated. Right. Like, even though the, they don't yeah. have the win. But they still like try to capitalize on the Oscar nomination. That is wow! I never thought of it that way. Yeah, so it is. It does play a factor, and I think right now, as it stands, I'm pretty sure that Margot Robbie. Uh huh. It seems like everyone's saying that she's pretty pretty confident to have the role. Oh, okay. But see, there you go again, right? Can you have her be Sue Storm and also Harley Quinn? Oh yeah, that is like, true. Huh? I wonder if that's ever going to be an issue, but. Well, technically, the Harley Quinn role has been passed on. But but, it, but is it? Yeah, it, it. Yeah, that is true. Is it? Wait, sorry. What do you are you referring to? Like someone else? Yeah, Lady Gaga. No, Lady Gaga though is in a different. Right. Universe. It's a diff, It's a different universe. Right. Just like how Jared Leto is technically the Joker of you know Margot mm, Robbie's yeah, yeah. universe. Apparently, James Gunn did say that Matt Reeves' Batman universe uh-huh. is. Totally separate than what he's making. He uh, like okay. Matt Reeves Batman. Yeah, is gonna live on its own thing. Uh huh. And then James Gunn has his universe that he's. Okay. Okay. I mean, I think she's a great actress. Like, makes sense. She looks like she could be Sue Storm. Yeah. I also saw that Mary Mauser from Cobra Kai. Okay. Has reportedly, I don't know if it's true or not. I just saw this on Twitter. She has auditioned for the role of Lois Lane for Superman Legacy. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Which I can kind of see. Yeah. She kind of does, ha- could be like that Lois Lane, like. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it does make sense. James Gunn did say he's going for like a younger Superman. Right. In turn, if you have a younger Superman, then you'd have to have a younger supporting cast. Yeah. Because like, it'd be weird if you have like a 30-year-old Lois Lane and like a 16-year-old Clark Kent. That, that, that doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It does not work. <laughs> Legally and story. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it is interesting. There's a lot of young actors that, could play the role of, you know, Lois Lane and Clark Kent. So yeah. I am super excited just to see what James Gunn can do with DC. I know. I'm like really interested in seeing what he could do. It's only up. It's only up from yeah, here. Right, right. It's it's gotta be only up. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, I wanna get into some theories. This may be a controversial theory, but I think it's interesting because of the facts behind it, like the evidence. Oh. Now, we all are fans of Migos, right? Like, it's, yeah. you know, the band. Right. I guess well, yeah. it's a group. Group, yeah. Amazing music, but, you know, rest in peace to Takeoff and, you know, to all his loved ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a theory that Takeoff from Migos actually predicted his own death. What? So in the music video for Messi, you see Takeoff watching Quavo rap, but right behind Takeoff, you literally see a picture of the Grim Reaper. And in all forms of media, the Grim Reaper always symbolizes death and foreshadows death. Didn't he die like right after the music video came out? Yeah, so sadly he passed away November 1st and the music video just came out hours before his death. And we know that the month of November is the 11th month of the year. And if you go to the music video at the one minute and 11 second mark, you actually see them gambling in the music video. And apparently Takeoff 
Madoff died from an argument caused by gambling because Quavo accused someone of cheating. Dude, this is weird. And at the beginning of the music video, we see both of them sleeping in a car, and then all of a sudden Quavo wakes up and says, Take off. I just had a crazy dream that was super messy. And some messy stuff ends up actually happening. Dude, that's actually really scary. It is, because when you look at the evidence, it just doesn't seem like a coincidence. Why have all these things unfold and like symbolized in the video and then he dies just like hours after the release. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Especially the Grim Reaper thing. Yeah. That's weird. And then the timestamp, that's crazy. Okay, so moving on, I want to talk about a crazy story. I think I know who this happened to. Are you serious? Yeah. You know who this happened to? Yeah. I'm going to tell you why it's so dangerous for teachers to be close to their students. What do you mean? So apparently in South Dakota, there was this kid named Ethan who was obsessed with his teacher named Mrs. Johnson. It started off super innocent, but Ethan slowly became more obsessed with Mrs. Johnson, and this thing took the darkest turn what happened so after school ethan started following mrs johnson home watching her every move taking photos of her and documenting how she lives her life essentially stalking her dude this kid is weird so every day that would pass whenever he would see a student or another teacher talking to mrs johnson his jealousy grew stronger because he didn't want anyone else to have attention for mrs johnson it consumed his life he knew it was wrong but he was obsessed with mrs johnson and the reason why this whole thing started was because mrs johnson would always take the time to listen to ethan hear about his problems that he's having with other students and other teachers did he ever stop no his obsession even grew grew even stronger. So like every day he started sending her like anonymous gifts, anonymous notes. And then he would try to set up like these coincidental like encounters with her, like where he would randomly try to run into her at the same time. Did the teacher ever find out that it's him? Eventually, yes. Mrs. Johnson realized that Ethan was acting really weird and she confronted him and said like, what are you doing? Why are you acting this way? And Ethan pleaded with her and confessed his love for her. And he would not stop telling her how much he loved her. What are you supposed to do when someone's doing that? Apparently Mrs. Johnson said, I don't have those feelings towards you, but she offered to him like, we'll sit down with the principal, you, me, and the principal, and we'll discuss like how to help you. So Ethan was really upset and after that day of school he follows Mrs. Johnson home and he sneaks in through the back of her house and he finds her school bag and he has his black box and then he goes around her house and puts some things in the box and then he puts the box in her school bag. What does he put in the box? Okay, so the next day, Mrs. Johnson, Ethan, and the principal all sit down and they start talking about how Ethan's behavior has been really inappropriate. But then Ethan tells the principal like, hey, I felt very uncomfortable because yesterday, Mrs. Johnson tried to give me this black box of weird stuff in it. And the principal's like, what? And then Mrs. Johnson's like, yeah, what are you talking about? And Ethan's like, yeah, you gave me a gift yesterday and I refused it and he put it back in your school bag. So Mrs. Johnson reaches in her school bag and pulls out this black box. And when she opens the box, she is shocked. Inside the box, there's these love letters written to Ethan Ethan from her and there's a bunch of inappropriate gifts in there too like there was a piece of her underwear in the box and apparently what Ethan did was he went into her house and stole like her underwear like different items and put it in this box to make it look like she's the one giving it to him so the principal is in shock and tells Ethan like hey Ethan can you please step outside the office right now and the principal calls the police because he thinks that Mrs. Johnson is the problem okay Ethan is psycho yeah so Mrs. Johnson ends up getting arrested so she goes to like prison and she's waiting for trial and while they're on trial they spend like 30 days or it was like a ridiculous amount of time and finally a forensic officer looked at her signature and realized that the signature was forged and it wasn't actually mrs johnson sending these letters but it was actually ethan this whole time dude this is like really scary isn't it crazy though like that you just so don't know scary. what's going on in some kids heads man what the heck is that like serial killer in the making freaky yeah let's just stay away from that crazy uh crazy kids <laughs> okay so moving on we all know ai has been taking over the world like ai is getting really scary yeah i mean it seems like every day that passes there's a new form of chat gpt there's a new form of crazy ai stories i mean it just seems inevitable for the world to be taken over by ai so people are now using ai to cast old tv shows with modern day actors so someone asked ai to recast friends as if it was made today so they put modern actors in the show today yeah so first is monica geller who will be played by emma stone and phoebe 
will be played by Aquafina. I feel like that casting would actually work. Yeah, and Rachel Green will be played by Zendaya. Joey will be Cole Sprouse. Chandler will be Noah Centennio. And Ross will be played by Daniel Radcliffe. I don't feel Daniel Radcliffe would make a good Ross. Yeah, that's the only one I feel like it was kind of off. But hey, it's amazing what AI could do now. I mean, it's crazy that it could literally put them in the show. You know, with like deep fake technology, with all the different technologies now in AI. It's crazy. Yeah, it's scary because it gets... It's really... it's. You could see those characters playing the characters in Friends. I mean, you could see those actors playing those characters in Friends. Yeah, I mean, look at Zendaya, right? She's literally in Euphoria, which is like the modern-day Friends. Yeah, and there's also something really scary about Wi-Fi. I know. What's really scary to me is that, like, it's amazing how everything's powered by Wi-Fi. It's, it's invisible. We don't know what's going on, but we know that it powers all our devices to reach each other. Yeah, so there's this crazy study that a group of students did to prove that being next to Wi-Fi may be really bad for us. So what they did was they made two different containers and they put an internet router in both of the containers along with soil and seeds. Okay. But in one of the containers, the router was on and it had Wi-Fi signal while the other container had the router turned off. So there was no Wi-Fi in the second container. And they decided to record a 70-hour time lapse and you could see in the container with the Wi-Fi Wi-Fi off, the plants grew at a super fast rate. But when you look at the container with the Wi-Fi on, after 70 hours, the plants never grew an inch. That is so scary. Yeah, and in another study, the Wi-Fi actually killed the plant seeds before they could even start to grow. So who knows what Wi-Fi is doing to us? I mean, if it's killing plants, it's probably killing people. Exactly. Isn't that scary? It killed the seeds before it could even try to grow. Yeah, it's like that whole idea that we don't physically see the Wi-Fi. We don't see it. Right. We just know the results, right? The results is Netflix. We get to play video games. We get to search the web, YouTube, right? Exactly. But we don't know what's going on between the router and the satellites and our devices. Right. All right, guys, if you made this far in the podcast, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. If this video gets 3,000 likes, I'm going to shave Daniel's hair. No, oh. no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> I, I'm joking. I'll pluck one of his nose hairs. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay. I, I, can, I can do that. Comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys see, saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week, and we talked about it this week. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and make sure you subscribe to our Patreon. Link is in our description, and the top comment will be pinned with a link to our Patreon. Go sign up. Get on the podcast. Do all that stuff, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless you guys. We'll see you on the TikTok. You said it too early. Uh, bye. <laughs> God bless you. Love ya.